Hello, hello. Joey here. Welcome back to Droolish. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Droolish. I'm your host, Joey Montano. If this is your first time listening, Droolish is a sleep and relaxation podcast focusing on helping you calm down, relax, and help you fall asleep. If you have insomnia or constant mind chatter, this podcast will probably help you, you know, calm down the mind chatter, calm down the mind racing, and hopefully just let you focus on, well, not focusing on sleeping. At least that's the way I, I like to perceive it as. My voice tends to have a very calming and relaxing effect. Uh, it's not really something I can really change. Uh, it's always kind of been like that, so it is what it is, and uh, if you're able to fall asleep with my ramblings, musings, and uh, whatever knowledge bombs that I, at least I like to believe I offer, uh, then awesome. Uh, if you're a regular listener, you kind of know what time it is, so uh, let's get to it. Now, today's episode is going to be a little bit different, and by different, I mean, well, kind of old school-ish uh, in a sense, uh, and by that, I mean, this is going to be a bit more of a stream of consciousness slash uh, like idea generation material type episode. So um, often I like to have different varieties of subjects that I bring or talk about every episode. Um, doesn't really matter what, it's just usually things that interest me. One of the things that really um, has been kind of in the back of my mind for the last few weeks now has just been like the culmination of just so many thoughts, ideas, and things that are just like running inside my head that I just kind of needed to like flush out. And you know, I, t I talked a little bit more about that last week in regards to writing and kind of how the f like writing with flow and and being able to uh, you know catch up with the thoughts in real time. And and you know while I've been doing that, I've uh, you know I've also came to the realization that I've written a lot of things and talked about or wanted to talk about a lot of things from either months back or years past. And it's generally an exercise that you know, I was told to do to collect my thoughts. And uh, this exercise specifically is, you know, after you write something down, uh, it doesn't really matter what, you go and review it the next day and to see if, you know, what you're thinking makes sense, especially, and especially if you're in the, uh, if you're trying to create ideas or you're in ideation or if you're creative or you just want to do something new and you just want to collect your thoughts and just see if it makes sense, uh, you know, it's generally something that, uh, is recommended is just to review your stuff because no one's going to do it for you. And if you really want to take action or at least try to talk things out out loud to see how it sounds, um, that's generally the pro that's generally the process I would uh, align with. So what I have done uh, is I'm thinking about depending on how long this goes, um, this might be a multiple series uh, or mini series within the podcast where. Uh, similar to like the startup series and like uh, sports betting and everything else. Uh, this one's probably going to be a series that just goes through my, uh, I can't say discography of all my writings or whatever, or thoughts. But essentially, um, about a year ago, I buckled down and really wanted to um, focus more on either creative or just write down ideas or thoughts or just things that would make sense on, on note cards. And I'll link to a Medium article about this, but it's generally mainly for uh, creatives. And 
Uh, essentially, what you do is you get like a two by four four card or like a note card, or it can be a three by six. Or, you know, there's different sizes. But the ones I have, I believe, are I think it's like three by five, uh, three by five note cards. So it's not particularly big. It's just more wider than long. Uh, it fits in a pocket. And I mainly use this to write to write down at least thoughts that I wanted to dive deeper at some point. Um, and if you guys also know me, um, this is around the time where uh, I think, yeah, around a year ago, uh, since it was around a year ago, um, the podcast was kind of uh, coming up in more of its like idea form. So, uh, you know, I created the podcast almost a year ago. I think it was in mid-June and we're in mid-May. And I believe even in these note cards, it was just uh, something that just was written down. And it was one of the things I decided to run with. And, you know, I'm still here. And, uh, you know, I, I, I consider this podcast to kind of be a mini therapy session. A good, also a good way for me to talk about different ideas, thoughts, um, and to try to bring value to, to you guys as a listener, along with helping you fall asleep. Now, since this is going to be more of a stream, like stream of consciousness type of podcast, and there isn't going to be any, like, major teachings, um, especially if you're a first-time listener, uh, I would I would listen to this podcast with a, frame, with, with a mindset of just using this as a background noise. You can hear the rain uh, in the background as well. That's completely intentional. But uh, generally, some episodes, I try to add more information up front. I try to keep more of the interesting things up front. And for you guys, especially if you are, if you are new, uh, you know, I don't want to make promises or things and say all these things that I can or can't do and not actually fulfill them, which doesn't make any sense. So um, this is going to be more of a um, more of a background type. So if you have the cons- consistent mind chatter and really just, just don't want to be inside of your own head when you're trying to sleep, uh, you know, I've, I've occasionally suffered from insomnia. And as a matter of fact, I've been up since 3.30 this morning. I couldn't have to sleep. Uh, you, just have, you guys just happen to catch me on one of those... Um, you know, twice a month occurrences where, uh, you know, I could not sleep and I just had to write or come up with ideas and try to be productive after like the first 20 or 30 minutes of me trying to fall back asleep. So uh, if you guys are wondering or wondering about sleep tips and everything else, uh, again, if you're new, there's other episodes, feel free to listen to those. Um, but generally, uh, hopefully I can provide some sort of value and it's mildly interesting uh, musings and thoughts uh, in this episode. So again, this could be a little bit different. This is going to have more of an old school feel where I was kind of just quote unquote winging it back then. Um, this time around, I do have the note cards and I'm going to be going over, I'm going to reviewing, be reviewing some of these note cards. I have them all lined up and categorized. So as I dive more deeper into them, um, some of these things might sound better or worse. As I'm talking about them, um, who knows? Um, it's just going to be whatever I pull up and go from there. So uh, this could be hit or miss. It generally is somewhere in between. But if you again are enjoying what you're listening to so far, and um, you could, I don't know, then okay, you're going to be in for a treat. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I can't emphasize that enough. Maybe. Um, but the way I see it, you know, I'm just going to record. I'm going to talk out loud. If it sounds terrible, if it sounds great, I'm still going to release it. Uh, at the end of the day, you guys have your own decisions and thoughts about the podcast, about me, and your own feedback. Which, by the way, if you have any feedback or 
comments or things you'd like me to talk about, send me a message uh, via email at thedroolishpodcast at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at droolishpodcast. I totally understand that this is a sleeping podcast, so it's certainly not a hyper, not a lot of hype around this, but um, but I always appreciate uh, follow, email, and, and any interaction, really. I don't know, I just feel like that, you know, you, if you guys take time out of your day to make an action like that, uh, you know, it, it, it means a lot, generally, versus uh, um, not. <laughs> Alright, so, enough, you know, promoing aside, I have two different st- stacks of note cards here, and there's about, uh, I'd say, first one has about 30, and the other one has about 250. I wrote a lot of this, like, in a month or two, and added this over time. I put all the note, car- note cards down and categorized them, like, all nice and visually to where I can see what I wanted to talk about and get circled back to. Uh, so fortunate that it's been about almost a year since I've circled back to this, but... Better late than never. I'm catching up on a lot of these old projects to see which ones are sticking, which ones are not. Um, so if you're ever wondering what kind of goes inside the mind of a guy with ADHD, uh, well, it's a lot. So uh, keeping these thoughts down is one thing. Um, reviewing them and, and kind of uh, you know letting it stew is another. So this is a bit of an exercise for me and hopefully an exercise for you guys too to sit back, enjoy, and just listen to. Uh, you know, a guy, you know, a sleeping podcast guy's musings about uh, things that generally, at least, I would like to consider it as like more useful notes, things that I've learned, and things that I wanted to talk about at some point in time. So, I'm going to go over this first one, and some of these notes I might have actually talked about at some point in a previous episode or previous episodes, but um, we'll we'll reach that uh, when we get there. So, this one. I have called Mornings. So this is a self-note that says, Play Glenn Gary's, what, Glenn Ross speech? I guess that's something I do every morning. I have not done that. This one, it's a little trick that I've done, and I don't know how you guys operate your day-to-days. For me, I've talked about this a lot, uh, time and productivity. And the biggest thing, and this is what the note says, it says, look at date and change it every day. So my wife got me a mini desk calendar, which I have to manually update the dates daily. Um, I've noticed that with this note, when it says look at the date and change it daily, I actually put this next to my PC uh, because uh, it's for, for me, I just firmly believe that I really want to capture each day and recognize that, you know, today is a, an individual day and not just a blur of days or weeks that kind of just go in motion. And next thing you know, you know, you're just working, you're living life, uh, you know, going to events. You know, it might be like May 1st, and next thing you know, it's like May 30th, and you're like, you know, what the hell? Like, what the heck happened? You know, where did the time go? Like, did it just flash by before my eyes? Well, the whole idea behind looking at the date and changing it every day is that I physically have to make the action to flip with the little cardboard thing. Kind of like, think of like those old uh, scoreboards that you see at like middle school games where it's not digitized, it's just like little flip, flip boards. Um, that's what it is here. So every day I try to make a conscious effort, uh, or at least with this note, that was the goal in mind, 
to change the day, um, whether I could change this from like 1-9 to 2-0, or even changing the, the name of the day, so from Tuesday to Wednesday, and not just the date. Uh, I find that exercise to be very good to kind of put me in the now. In the same vein, I've also been guilty of not perfect by any means. I find myself guilty to neglect um, changing the date. Um, a lot of that is directly correlated with kind of how my mind works and kind of where I work either in the office or what I work, depending on what I'm working on. Uh, unfortunately, I was like looking at my day right now, and the last time I changed it was on the 17th, and this is the 20th. So as good as it helps to remind me of like, you know, recall each day, it's also a uh, double-edged sword because it reminds me it's been three days since I changed it, and to me it just feels like I just lost three days of not that's focused, but like I just lost three days of recognizing like the here and now, or those moments in those days. I can't say the full days. I can't. It's stupid to say the days full days, but I've lost that moment just recognizing. Hey, today's a, a real day. We're, we're flipping a new day. It's physical, and let's tackle it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, for me, it's. Uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it's a series of a lot of little habits that. Right, you know, that helps me get through the day-to-day -day to work, to stay focused. Um, not that I'm perfect on it. Uh, you know, I'm just fortunate in this case that podcast is one thing that has been uh, a, con a consistent in the last year or so, especially in the last, like, eight or nine months. So, you know, I kind of owe it. Like, a lot of the stuff I talk about is pretty much I owe it all to the podcast that helps keep me centered. Um, and if you guys are looking for a, like, framework or a foundation to set for yourself, uh, I just recommend just finding one thing and work around that. Uh, for me, it's our, I would just look at the date and change it every day. And then I talk about uh, like the concept of dead time, concept of writing list. I, I mean, I talk about a lot of things in regards to productivity. Um, and I'm in no way, shape, or form like a productivity coach. Um, but uh, I do know a lot about it, and it's mainly just related around uh, just my... It's mainly just related to coping and dealing with the ADHD, like crazy mind racing, and how I'm always like running in a lot of different directions. So, that was that note card. <laughs> now this one uh, talks more about Twitch. I'm going to go through this too. I believe I mentioned this at one point as well. Where I talk about, let's see, it says here. The note card is labeled Elite Personality Bracket Twitch. So this was done about a year ago. And I talked about there are certain levels between uh, being interacting and entertaining and offering some sort of value uh, into being a successful Twitch streamer. And I mentioned if you're entertaining and interacting and if you actually have a good product at that majority of the time, you'll be really good. Um, then I have an account arrow that says founded base on your new gamer trend. YouTube to boost hype. And then I have another arrow that says gambled on another game, took off. So I think I know where this is getting at. So if you are a, maybe two, two or three of you are listening, might be a struggling Twitch streamer or popular Twitch streamer. Uh, and you're wondering, like, especially if you're struggling, you're wondering, like, why am I not getting followers? Why am I not getting interactions? Well, it just kind of goes back to the level of commitment, the level of effort that you have putting into each individual, or kind of each stream that you have. And uh, I find, like, I find that this data is pretty dated, even though it's a year ago. 
uh, I've kind of changed. I kind of changed my philosophy around that. Um, but like what I'm talking about between like being interacting and having a community and talking to people that are, you know, commenting in chat and being entertaining, like actually having, you know, engaging conversations, good gameplay, or you're doing something that makes people want to be engaged, and you're not just playing, you know, 10,000 hours of Fortnite, being the first person dead and just trolling around, like, you know, every, everyone does that, so, um, so, I would say this card is a little bit dated, uh, and I, I have my own piece regarding, like, what it actually takes to be a legit good streamer in it, and incidentally enough, it's actually not being a streamer, um, it's actually being good at something, <laughs> really good at something to where people can't help but actually want to watch you do what you do. Um, it's actually, honestly, the easiest route versus trying to please a lot of people in front of the camera for no reason whatsoever except to try to make money. Um, seems kind of silly to me, elsewise. Um, hey, but that's just my two cents, so. Um, and uh, this is the interpretation of that note card I wrote. wrote. Now, I'm going to play a mini game too with these note cards and see which ones I'm going to keep and which ones I'm going to remove as well. So, these, the first one, the mornings, I'm going to remove that. Um, I even have a little note that says it's for self. Um, that's going to go into the remove file. I, I just don't find it valuable these days. Um, look at the date and change it every day. This one, I'm actually going to keep um, the Twitch Elite personality stuff. Uh, I, I'm talking about it, and since I've already changed, I've already changed my opinion, and a lot of facts have changed since then. I'm changing that as well. That that's going to be in the discard. Then this one uh, from called Extreme Elements, and this is piggybacking off of the Twitch streaming stuff, so if you're still a Twitch streamer, <laughs> a Twitch streamer and you're still listening and you're not angry at what I said, um, well, here's some tips for you. Some things to consider to improve the quality of your stream. So, there's visuals. Obviously, if you have a better camera, yeah, it makes sense. There's gameplay, and whether if you're a creative and you're doing art, or if you're bowling, or you're doing anything in real time, whether it's a game, or you're building structures or whatever, you need to be doing something that is quality, okay, and, and the sad truth is, you know, if you're playing a game that everyone else is playing, or you're doing something that everyone else is doing, and you think you're better, or you think you have an additional hook of, like, trolling people, or chatting, or interaction, like, chances are a lot of other people thought about doing the same thing based off of the level of commitment that is necessary to make it happen. So, more or less what I'm saying is the harder it is to do something amazing, even for you, the better quality the content is likely going to be. Because if, it's, if you're doing stuff that's super easy, like flipping out a button and just streaming a game and talking to people, I mean, I can do that with my friends right now. I mean, I can even hit the record button and stream this podcast at the moment and just ignore the chat. It'd be no different. And you know, I might actually get more views than some of you people. Um, I'm not trying to sound cocky, but I just, I'm not really competing with a lot of live streamers of a sleeping podcast at uh, 10 30 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. Okay, so that, you're, I'm just trying to look at this logically for you guys. Um, the next thing I have in this note card, interaction. Of course, you got to talk to your people, know where they come, you let them stay. Uh, the big one I have here is the star point, which is the anticipation of something new. People love new, people love new stuff. People like to have different, they want to hear new ideas, new thoughts, they don't want the same rehashed uh, content over and over again. Uh, and that's something that I, I find that uh, is crucial in success. 
you, know, you can get away with doing some stable stuff uh, for a long time, especially if you built a, a large following doing that, if that could be your thing, that's super awesome. Um, but if you're, again, still doing nothing that's out of the ordinary, it's not, it doesn't have to be extraordinary. You could be, you could be the worst player in the world, and, and, and that could be your claim to fame at anything you do. I don't know. It, you can just do anything as long as it's new or different. The one I have here, um, underneath, this, it's still in this note card that I mentioned is value. So the value is something I try to offer my podcast. Obviously, I'm not, I shouldn't even compare that to streaming. But I love the idea of value where you're, people are coming in to either to listen to your insights, your musings, the gameplay, like your strategies. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that just love to listen to that stuff. Uh, for me, I'm a big data nerd, so I love listening to people talk about like data and marketing and spreadsheets. So this is based on the person. Uh, and these last three I have, um, Persona, Trans, and Timing. And these ones I added like big modifier points because you can have value, you can have something new, you can have interaction, gameplay, but there are a lot of X factors that can propel what you've built, that foundation of um, having a dynamic persona, which even if so, even a phenomenal persona, if someone just lands on your stream or your YouTube channel and they just love you for who you are within like the first three seconds, it almost doesn't matter what you play or what you do. Like they're going to love you for you. And I mentioned these as X factors because, you know, if you want to quantify the value of it, they can, they can be worth like three or four times worth more just having decent visuals you know, on the stream. Same thing goes with trends. Uh, Ninja, for example, on the stream for many years, and then um, you play Fortnite, right game, right place, right time, and you happen to be one of the best damn players in the world. I mean, that right game, right place, right time, right persona, uh, he had so many X-Factor traits that just catapulted him, and then the game itself, the diamond trend, just, um, it was like lightning in a bottle. So, a lot of people like to attribute Ninja as a pioneer when it comes to streaming success, and a lot of people try to model that, which creates a lot of terrible content because there's a lot of uh, copycats that want to be the same thing. Uh, again, not trying to throw a super shade, it's just the nature of the business when you see one successful person. Um, a lot of people try to emulate the same thing, and some of the early adapters can actually get in and get a good share. But after the second or third one that's kind of broken through, um, the formula has to change a lot. Um, everyone kind of catch, like catches the idea of the blueprint, um, but by then the time they've completely changed, it's got new games, new, new dynamics, and it's pretty much tough to get that right. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna have like YouTube hype and Reddit, all that's just like just promoting your, your stream elsewhere and your clips. Uh, again, and that kind of goes back to having something worth showing. No one's gonna listen to uh, Joe, you know, Joey's greatest hits when no one knows who the hell Joey is. So uh, you gotta build content around around the idea of what you offer, and not around you, like the human being. Uh, so, and I do consider this fairly valuable in the sense of like just keeping track of the notes. So I'm actually gonna keep this. So we got two garbage and two keeps. I realize this is going to be a while. This might be a, a long uncoming series. Um, if you like it, let me know. If not, um, well, I might just create an, <laughs> just might create more episodes uh, so I can do this anyway. So either way, hopefully you guys are uh, drifting off into dreamland. If you are in dreamland, uh, little known fact: I think around the first hour, hour and a half, you do, you do might. You may potentially end up in, the, in a REM cycle. I was looking at research on sleep and REM cycles and whatnot, so 
there is an off chance you might be sleeping at this point, and you might be able to hear my voice in your dreams. So, I like to let you know whatever you're dreaming about. Uh, keep at it if it's good, and if it's bad, stop. Stop it. Use this voice as a command. You stop having bad dreams. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work, guys, but it's worth trying. So, this next... <laughs> How's that? I don't know why I find this so funny. So, this next card, uh, it's noted me, so I guess this is a self-note. Uh, this one actually seems pretty interesting, the, more, the way I'm quickly uh, skimming it. It is, it says this, I want to raise the bar at, as the best example to show that results matter. And to be the best requires hard work, business, um, that's all. That's all I wrote in the top half, and in the, bo the bottom it says, inspire and lift. And then there's arrows that go everywhere. And it says, you can't do it alone. Your crews, your hype squad. And it points to skills and abilities. And it points to a circle, which creates like one of those uh, diagrams where it's like, hey, you know, here's you, here's your skills, here's your squad. Together, it's like synergy and all that stuff. Which I actually firmly believe in a lot of that stuff. Uh, I'm a big uh, team, team oriented guy. I uh, love to be competitive, but if I'm on a team, I. I don't know, it just makes sense to make everyone around you really good and do what you can to make yourself and those around you better. It's just that's the whole point of being on the team. Like, no one joins a baseball team or a football team to damage those around them. And work should kind of be the same thing, or kind of what you do at your craft. Then, uh, the arrows do mention best and blah blah blah. It's, it's chicken scratch, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, best and trusted employees utilized. Um, points to a thousand true fans. So, uh, yeah, so this is more of a self-note for me. And I, it seems like it's generic speak, to be honest with you, because I quote business LOL, or business 101. I can't tell the difference between an F with a 1 or an L, because it could have been lowercase, but realistically, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, results do matter. I do agree with that. I mean, how you get the results, it's, you know, as long as you're not damaging anyone, and, and you're doing what you need to do, you know, results matter, as long as you're harming anyone, I, I don't see any qualms with that. But, uh, I mean, I could have just wrote results matter elsewhere, and all the other things are kind of just things I already believed in, so maybe I was probably just writing this as a, a thought that needed to be expressed, um, but it's kind of, a lot of this stuff's already kind of been infused in one of my me. So that is going to go to the toss file. Next one. Back to if you are a Twitch person. I have a lot of stuff, man. Holy cow. So I haven't I haven't decided to come up with a name for this episode yet. Uh, but I'm just going to, I wanted to go through these notes and figure out there's a common theme. I'm um, starting to realize there's a new common theme here. But um, this one is related to marketing Twitch versus YouTube. Twitch should be very obvious, especially if you guys are new, and yet for whatever reason people just don't understand this. You know, are you entertaining in real time? That's it. That's one of the hardest things to do. Like, could you be entertaining in real time to 500 people, to 1,000 people, to like 5,000 people, to 50,000 people? Okay. Uh, you know, these numbers are not a stretch. I mean, yesterday I watched um, Lex, uh, oh, I forgot his last name, um, Lex something, he's a poker streamer on Twitch. Uh, he he almost made it to the final table with a 10, 10k 
uh, main event on Poker Stars and had a whopping like 57,000 viewers uh, just watching him play for like eight hours. Uh, and I was one of them. I had it in the background, but you know, just watching the journey and I love poker too. So I mean, there's a lot of things I was going for, but uh, but that's real time entertainment. You know, you compare that to YouTube, which it can be enter entertaining, but it doesn't have to be real time. Like it's just YouTube's big thing is like, are you entertaining, or are you useful? Do you have anything to offer? Um, you have to get the right. Uh, sorry, you can go to the right people, you know, the right moment, you have the right time, or you can just have something right. Twitch, it seems like you need to have a lot of things going on to strike lightning. YouTube, you only really need one or two of those things. Uh, you know, especially if you know how to market people or if you know how to like title something. You know, YouTube's algorithm and searchability is a lot easier than Twitch. But the whole dynamic between Twitch and YouTube is YouTube, you have time to plan, you have time to build quality and greatness into whatever passion project or whatever creative stuff you want to do. Versus Twitch, you still have to be very creative, don't get me wrong. But the bar is bar is actually a lot higher to entertain in my opinion because you have to actively doing something you have to be actively doing something and entertaining in front of the camera for a very long amount of time so i, I just don't think kids understand that uh you know the buy-in to do twitch is super easy it's a switch but the buy-in to master twitch or become very successful is a lot different um and youtube i feel like it's almost the opposite like you i mean yeah you, you can still go make terrible videos on YouTube fairly fast, but uh, but you can plan around success a lot more on YouTube than Twitch. Uh, again, this is just more of a side thought. I don't even think it's worth about keeping, because uh, it's not really a focal point of conversation. Plus, I really don't plan on talking about it really in the future ever again. So, uh, that, to that extent. I have this uh, labeled as tips. Um, haters gonna hate, hate, hate. I like that. Sometimes I need to self-reminder that haters are going to hate. Not that I have many haters, or any. Um, knock on wood, I hope that, that doesn't change. But uh, that's just more in respect to just, you know, people are never going to be satisfied. Uh, not everyone. You can't please everyone. I mean, yeah, I would have to... My tip to you guys, if you're awake and you're wondering, stressing about people like you or your image or whatever, it's not going to matter, guys. Um, People are going to hate regardless. Um, chances are they're going to be people you don't even know they're going to hate, uh, especially online. And yeah, a lot of people online don't know any better. I don't know any better. And people call me smart, and I'm like, what the hell? Uh, not that I'm an idiot, but uh, I don't know. You know. No one could possibly know everything about anything at any given time, about every scenario, about everyone. So if you think you do, then you are quite special. This one's interesting. Uh, tips for writing. Uh, and I might keep this one, maybe. Less specific for comedy or jokes is generic and lame. Specific, uh, yeah, I think this is from a channel I wrote, uh, Laser Guiding, Laser Guided Homing Pigeons of the Larry. <laughs> so funny to me. I'm keeping that. It's a good reminder. Now, these next ones, I think it's more of a story that I wrote. It's like a series of three notes. I'm gonna pull this last one out. Yeah, that's two. And this kind of goes, uh, this is related to kind of marketing on Twitter, just building Twitter profiles and stuff. Uh, if you guys are still interested in Twitter, you guys talk, heard me talk about like how I just don't like, 
how, how my disdain for social media has been growing and growing, mainly just due to my just due, due to my inability to not be distracted, my inability to be indistractable. However, uh, Twitter uh, seems to be a beast for a lot of like people who are trying to market themselves and build their brands. And what I wrote here, they have a drawing of. It's called Twitter, up and coming influencers, and I have up like 12 stick figures of people and their clicks and their groups and their own little, you know, uh, Twitter street, you know, Twitter communities. And then in the corner, I have a small guy just called Q. And what's going on in Twitter essentially is that you have these clicks, you have these groups and communities within the Twitter Twitterverse, and they're all interacting, they're all discussing, they're all doing the things they need to do to be involved, get. You know, built a core, I guess, or network, depending on how you want to phrase it. And then you have you, kind of stuck in this corner. That's not part of a community. You're just like Joe Schmo, six followers, and 500 people following, following 500 people. You know, you just, you can't just start tweeting out to the world, "Hey guys, watch me, watch my channel, read this article, do this for me." Okay, expecting the whole world to listen. And then, like, two months later, you realize, oh. People don't follow me. You all suck. This community is, these communities don't take the time to help people and do blah blah blah. Well, of course not. Like, you know, if this was like a village or in real life, like if I moved to a town of like a hundred people and everyone has like a town hall and there's events that, that are weekly, um, and I'm and I'm staying in like a dirty basement every week and I show up to one meeting and being like, hey guys, I'm having a party. You know, you guys need to hang out with me. I got some cool stuff. And everyone's gonna look at me and be like, oh, yeah, where are you from? And you're gonna be like, oh, how, how do you not know me? No, I've been part of this town for 10 years. And they're gonna say, well, we've never seen you before, stranger. Um, and then you're <laughs> you all end up saying, like, oh, man, you all suck. Like, you guys don't know what you're doing, then you get angry. That's generally the mantra of what I've noticed that I've read on Twitter, and people who get real upset that they're not getting any attention. Um, I kind of like to go the opposite route. I prefer not to have that much attention. Um, but. This just, just uh, this was just a little example that I drew. I like the drawings because I could do some, I could do some wicked stick figures. Uh, yeah, they all look pretty uh, different, but the same. Different size heads. I enjoy my stick figures. What can I say? But these two cards, toss a Rooney. Here's a good note. That I, here, here's the next, the next, the next, the next note card, guys. Real cut, no card that I wrote. Uh, this one is in purple ink, which means it should be very important. I made a discernible note to myself, like that says, if it's purple or blue, I have to keep this, or it might be very important one day. So I'm going to read it out loud. Hopefully it's good. If the ideas stop, it's okay. It means you can reflect more correctly, then you act accordingly. Hey, quite profound. It's actually a step-by-step -step process of what I should be doing. I'm not going to dive more into that because that's something that's very self-explanatory. And those are steps. But I'll read it again. If the ideas stop, it's okay. It means you can reflect more correctly, or at least spend time to reflect more correctly, and then act accordingly. I needed to keep that <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, that one hits home, man. I don't know if you guys need to hear that. Maybe you don't. Um, but I, I guess I'll relate that a little bit to me. Hopefully you guys can resonate with it. 
you're someone who has a lot of stuff going in your head, a lot of ideas, a lot of plans. Um, for me right now, that's that's big. Um, kind of figuring out what you want, what what to do, kind of in the next step of your of your life, um, or something you want to do for a living. You, know, you spend all these times thinking about it, but when it when, when it runs out, you know, it, it should be a sign that you get it's time to reflect. Maybe this episode is kind of like that. I, I haven't really spent time to look at ideas or done it before, but like startup ideas, any of that stuff. And uh, I think it's just time for me to reflect and, and get this get this stuff worked out. And if you're listening, well, you're listening hopefully to something uh, amazing and magical or dazzling. <laughs> Guys, um, but uh, you know, I believe something. I don't know. I believe these notes they do have a lot of meaning, and I do take these um, seriously. At least some of these, that, or yeah, some of these that I do. Uh, it's just the discipline to follow through with them is a completely different story. And again, that is on me, guys. So you know, there's there's no positive spin. I mean, I, I do I do decent. I have a living, I guess. Uh, you know, I'm not broke, but uh, if you're someone if you're someone like me or someone who's just your your mind's everywhere, uh, you know, it, it, it's hard to explain. You you want more. You you want to do more. This one, note, is in purple, which means it's important. It says, do what great blank does, or great blank do. So, this is another good one because I seem like I've lost the path on this one. But when it comes to figuring out like what to do or even how to do it, uh, it's just, I, I have three different choices here. It's like, do what great people do, do what great human do, do, do what great humans do, do what greatness does. It's that similar mindset. And, alright, I don't know, I feel like as an adult, especially as I get older, it feels tougher and tougher to achieve greatness, but in the same vein, I'm in, in hindsight, like, how, how often have I, like, tried to, to reach that level? Like, willingly focused every ounce of being on it. And I can only say that's only going to be a few times in my life. Uh, maybe like a half dozen, dozen times in my life, especially as a kid, where you just wanted to focus on being the best, beating everyone, just crushing everything. I mean, the same could be said with any field that you join or I join. And well, not to say I haven't done it. It's just, um, it's just kind of just having a mindset of you know recognizing like, hey, I'm at point A. Um, I want to get to point B. And how do I get there? And generally, figuring it out on your own is one way. It's generally my way. <laughs> or you spend time to find out who's the best in the field, who's talking about who are the industry leaders, who's actually good at what they do. And then just learn from it. Uh, that's always been my mindset, whether it's a work or a career. Um, has not been super uh, applied recently, which could explain a lot. Uh, so I think there's a general theme here, and that's Joey, uh, get your act together and not... Uh, I don't know, no, no, just figure stuff out. Very important tip. Very good to read. Once in a while. So that's definitely going to be in the same, same one. This one is also purple. Also noted to me. <laughs> this one says, Someone from the future is hunting you down. Now there's an arrow, because that sounds very ominous. I feel like it's very true, even when I say it out loud. Um, I can imagine if you're still awake, you might have a few eyebrows. And if you are dreaming, and hopefully I did not instigate a awesome dream where it's, where it's 
Um, you know, but, but seriously, guys, it's um, someone from the future is hunting you down, and that and that future is you. Okay, that that someone is you. I say that because the future me is today. The person who wrote it, this note, was back in May or June. And, you know, when it comes to reflection, you know, this is the future me figuring out, hey, past Joey, did you do what you wanted to do? Yeah, to an extent. Um, not to the full extent, but to an extent. And I guess if I have to say, hey, future Joey, or present Joey, is that acceptable? That's a thinker. Is it acceptable? I'm looking at the past Joey, judging that sentiment in now. I'd be like, alright, past Joey, did you do what you're supposed to do? Not 100%. I know it sounds very sad, but no, I, I just... I don't know, I'm, I'm, a zero to, I'm either a zero or a hundred guy. And it feels like anything less is selling yourself short. And I think I qualify for that, especially in the last uh, several months. So, yeah. And I don't like that. I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's like, man, this is a, this is a, this is a brutal episode, man. It's on me. Oof. Sometimes you gotta lick your wounds. That's true. And self-reflection is big. So, I think that I'm like halfway through some of these cards. The ones that I kept, I kept the last two. I still have like five or six cards in the discard pile. Now, I do have probably a lot more. What I'm going to do, because I know we're at the 41 minute mark, I'm going to keep going. I can tell like about the hour and end, end it, but I uh, just want to give you guys a heads up on where we're at, the timestamps, and whatnot. Now, again, if you enjoyed this episode or these types of episodes, let me know. Uh, I can certainly create like a mini-series and it's easier to navigate. Uh, I feel kind of foolish to create a new podcast around this stuff because really this podcast is kind of... I don't know, I feel like this is the essence of the podcast anyway. And hopefully I can, I don't know, like when I started this podcast, it was just hard for me to even speak on the microphone without like overthinking and I, I really want to get to the point to where I can just talk on the podcast as if like I'm talking to you like in a room or... You know, just imagine me, imagining my voice. And don't imagine me in the room, that's just weird. Um, well, I mean, that's only weird if you make it weird. <laughs> but, but I cracked myself up way too easily. But seriously, guys. It's, um, now I had a point, but I lost it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm saying, I'm going to say, uh, you know, one, I started this podcast as a way for me to kind of improve my oral, oral skills and talk with more efficiency and understanding and honestly to actually just better prep for what I'm doing and talking about. And I think I've gone a long, kind of a long way, come a long way, since the podcast has started. But uh, I'm going to finish off these notes here, at least this first patch of the notes, um, if I'm able to get you through that. Uh, this is, I believe, written for, for another, written from a YouTube video, I believe. So this is a self-note. Um, this is not like a showy original or it's whatever, it's a self-note. Has to speak, um, lesser and smaller roles. So, for example, the mayor was informed or my lunch was forgotten. Using act to speak, um, it insinuates more, more solo slash more prominent speak. Uh, example, Joey informed the mayor or I forgot my lunch versus my lunch was forgotten. Um, generally, a big criticism on my writing style 
Uh, generally, it's do a lot of passive speak. Uh, we get to do some Grammarly, been actively working on that. And I don't know if I am... I don't think I'm very cognizant if I do passive speak or active speak on this podcast. But at least in my writing, it's been dramatically improved. And so, Or it has improved dramatically. There it is. I think that's the active speak. Um, honestly, I don't really need this anymore. I just, I, un- I understand the concept behind it. It's just something that, despite my writing and everything else, I kind of ignored for the longest time. Despite having criticisms and feedback regarding it, I wanted to take that more seriously. And try to better better suit uh, how I talk in that aspect. So, that's this card. This one I have titled the Referral Tree. There is no indication as to who, what, where, why I wrote this. But, I have a note that says, ask 20 influencers, and then ask them who would they refer. Would they refer themselves to do certain types of work, or would they refer others? Um, in the same space, and then ask again, repeat. So you ask the. This is, this is actually a damn good idea. As I'm seeing it, yeah, you just go to ref, yeah, you go to influencers or people who are in the space and be like, hey, who else would you recommend in the spaces? It, who, like, who else would you recommend in the space to do X, Y, Z, or think about C, Y, X? And then go to those people who they referred and ask them. That's pretty dope, actually. I know I said it. I almost sounded like I said it verbatim, but that is pretty dope. How did I not simmer on that one? That's very thoughtful. So if you guys are still awake and you're wondering, hey, how can I do outreach or try to get in and in on things? Ask people. Don't ask people for favors, guys. Or to do things. I hate that. I'm not an influencer, but I but I hate when people come off as a... Uh, especially if, if I don't know you. This next one... Uh, has a tab that says startups. Now, I'm going to see if I can decipher this for you guys. Uh, mind sprints. And then in parentheses it says uh, Patamono? Patamono? Patamono. I think it's the... Uh, reminds me of the word tomato, which reminds me of an app that is probably Patamono. I obviously don't practice this, but um, I think the idea behind it I'm pretty sure it is, is that you work in 25 minute sprints, and then you have five minutes of rest. Um, by five minutes of rest, you can take a five minute break, and then go back to work, so it kind of keeps the day like broken up, and you're not like stuck in a lull of work. Uh, so it's a little bit different than how I normally work, maybe that's why I haven't like, remembered that. Then I have another one that says nine minutes work, and then one minute off. Um, that's a 50 or 60 rate, or eight minutes working and two minutes not working. Uh, and that is 48 minutes of work and 60 minutes not working. I get where I was getting at here. Is that as opposed to doing 25 or doing 25-5, maybe try to maximize the work effort to do nine minutes in the zone, one minute's not, eight minutes in the zone, or two minutes not. Uh, I can tell you guys I tested that personally, even at a smaller scale without even realizing it, and that is wildly unsuccessful. You guys can try that yourself, but. Uh, my head already goes in enough directions and restarting and starting and getting in a flow is much more appropriate than that. So that is discarded. Discarded. Then I have a YouTube channel, a client that I had. Um, 
Uh, let's see, it says all talk press cross cross platform. Uh, I have a YouTube. It's like one of those like a uh, circle graphs. I have YouTube with an arrow pointing to Twitter, which then points to a question mark Twitch. Twitch reveal pure hat persona more altered egos distribute by shirt. Yeah, so I don't know if I smoked something when I wrote this, but this is clearly illegible. Like, this makes zero sense whatsoever. And I'm sorry, guys, you had to listen to that last minute and a half of just randomness. My bad. So, this next one... Actually, this was a... This is from Kevin Hart. I just remember him saying this, and I wrote this down because it felt like it made a lot of sense. This generally... Um, it's just another way of saying that it's being positive that he says this. He says, do your best to find the light in all situations and create that shield. I mean, it's just being an optimist. I genuinely am. I think when I wrote this, I was just being very mean or pessimistic. Um, you know, I don't think I, I don't think I even have reason to be. These days, whew, there's a lot of reason, to, a lot of reason to be to be angry. But uh, I don't know. I like to try to keep, uh, you know, either a positive mindset or a neutral mindset in a lot of things. So. Uh, I do agree with this, but it, it kind of uh, it doesn't really resonate to me too much, so um, that's tossed. <laughs> and I have one save. I'm moving it to the back. Maybe you'll see why later. So this one, I have, I think this is from a book or audiobook I was reading called Game Changers. So you guys about to get some Game Changer synopsis. I don't know if I've actually applied this, um, but it's just good for self-reflection. So, uh, number one, use the power of no. Do whatever, do what matters to you that gives you energy. That is very true. That gives me energy. This podcast gives me energy. I actually, I like that. I, I like the power of no's whatever, but like the, the sentiment. Do what matters that gives you energy. I spoke with some buddies about that too, not specifically around this rule, but you know, a lot of their inspiration to do a lot of things. It's just whatever gets them excited in the morning, whatever gets them wanting to not stop working on something. And that's generally the barometer I often, no, actually I always go by. Uh, yeah, and if you're like me, I think we're in 50 minutes, 50 minutes of the podcast. I don't even know if you guys are sleeping or not, but um, but I'll kind of blend some final words into this our parting words into this note. But, yeah, I mean, essentially, aside from my poker, bowling, a lot of the things that I've gotten really good at, it was all just based off of just me loving the art of doing something. And I haven't really found that recently, and I don't know if I'm, you know, it's something I have to find or it's something that I'm going to have to decide for myself. Um, yeah, so, uh, this one, at this point, is easier said than done for me. I have a lot of things I like doing, but when it comes to giving me energy, uh, yeah, it's, that's a different story. This is actually a really, that is a really good, useful one, so I'm keeping that. Here is another wall. <laughs> I say this, I mention this a lot, so, um, but I love, I love the actually, I love the actual statement here. It says, uh, for number two, never discover who you are. And the subnotes say, actively decide and create you. And do it as a person you create. Do it as the person you create. I like this. 
I mean, I mean it's just finding to be a better version of yourself, evolving. That's you know, mantra. Yeah, but it's certainly very useful just to remind yourself to not lose sight of that. Um, yeah. Number three. You say you'll try, you'll you'll meant. Stop trying. Oh, stop trying, start doing. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, I'm removing that one. That one's easy. And I do that. But that one I don't need a reminder of. Um, wrote it down, but I feel like a year later it's still ingrained, so I feel like I'm good there. That's what I should be saying. And this one, I... This one I feel like, even just me saying it, it, it already breaks this rule. Um, remove self-limiting words, inclined for doubt. Now, I'm going to offer my piece, my, my side of the story in this one, and if I'm off base, message me, put me back in the shade, guys. Like, I need it. I need, uh, I, I want the, the internet mind collected to correct me in this one, if I'm wrong here. Because I kind of disagree with the move the self-limiting words. Um, not to remove them all completely, like saying I can't do things or whatnot, but for the inclination of doubt. Uh, I'm always have, I always keep a non-zero percent chance of doubt in everything. Uh, because nothing in life is guaranteed. Like, literally nothing is life is 100% guaranteed. Except, like, death. That's, but that's not even life at that point, it's the opposite. Although if you are someone who's Zen, they are both one and the same, so take that for what it's worth. However, inclined for doubt. I just, I still cannot. I cannot settle on that sentiment. Like, like there always has to be a semblance of doubt of, you know, keeping your standards set, not just keeping standards, but keeping expectations real and not getting too excited and not getting too forward or ahead of yourself when you think something is going to happen. Uh, so, I always, I never say anything for doubt. Plus, you guys heard me talk a lot about sports betting, a lot of things that change market conditions and, and just things just don't make sense uh, when it comes to things outside of like your realm. So, if it's outside of your own realm, I just don't, I just don't see the point. Um, he's implying if it's you just self-speak that way, I can kind of get it, get that. But I still, I, I still can't shake that. I, I just can't. Um, that's just a, that seems like a firm belief. Like if I'm completely wrong, um, let me know. There's some gray area. I believe there's a gray area there, and I'll get to that point very soon because I'm way down to three cards left um, for this initial one. So maybe it wasn't 50, it was probably more like uh, 25. So I don't feel that bad uh, that I'm just going through this kind of at a blazing pace. Uh, so this one is just a note um, that says focus on strengths and prioritize productivity. Uh, yes, and then use decision points as a metric, willpower, it's a muscle. This one I've been on and off with because uh, they talk a lot about this and I've just and I discussed this without realizing the science behind it, but I've always had a comparison. Like every day, I only have so much mental power, and I can only do so many things. And after so many, after so many decisions, or so many things that I've done, I'm just done for the day. It's just how it is. And here, I think when I read it from the Game Changers, it, it literally says it's the same thing. It's like use decision points as a metric. So every decision that you do every day takes away your willpower or your ability to think clearly, at least throughout the day. So. You spend all your energy strategizing, making your decisions all in the morning, and you keep following through, and in the afternoon, chances are in the afternoon, 
this is going to be terrible. And the focus on your strengths and prioritize productivity. Uh, I want to say always have been a big proponent of that. However, this podcast, for example, is clearly not a focus on my strength. Like, it's not. And prioritize productivity. Uh, I'm a big fan of that um, in the work environment. Uh, as someone who's often played, that's a lot harder now. Um, again, uh, for me, like I said, I mentioned this before, uh, focus has kind of been hit or miss um, more recently. Um, so this is actually, I find this to be a good point. Um, definitely worth keeping around. But I will say there is a caveat to focusing on your strengths, and it is very important that if you're still listening, this is my tip to you. Uh, focusing on your strengths will get you so far. Will only get you so far. Now, the so far aspect is really up to you to decide on where that's at. And if you ever end up getting or hitting a big wall, just focusing on your strengths, you just can't either get that promotion or you can't get that new job or you can't just seem to level up despite you putting in the work and just focusing on your strengths. Uh, you know, that means you have to change. You have to change something about you. You have to focus on a weakness. Uh, and it's not just a weakness. I would honestly focus on your biggest weakness because your biggest weakness is going to be the, like, it, I always like to think of it as uh, driving down a two-lane road and or a single-lane road, actually. And there's a car ahead of you, and the car ahead of you, if they're focusing on the strengths and they're going so fast and going nuts, you know, on a straight pathway, you know, you're not going to worry about it. If you're behind it, you know, you can go as fast as that car behind you, and you're not going to worry about slowing down. You know, you're going to be on the right path. Whereas, if that car ahead of you is uh, trying to go uphill, and it realizes it has, like, no acceleration power, and it kind of just stalls based off of, like, that's one skill of just kind of using its momentum, uh, then uh, you're going to secure the car behind it, you're literally going to go as slow as that car ahead of you. No matter what you think you're going to do, or no matter how fast your car is, like you're, you're literally handcuffed. You're, you're, you're physically unable to maximize your next level. You can't go beyond what you're trying to go at um, at the pace you need to go, because that second car ahead of you might, that literally might, might just be your weakness, and all you have to do is just improve that weakness. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird that you have two versions of yourself driving, but um, I feel like there is some semblance of truth to that. Um, but that's philosophy, you know, the time, other place. Um, and we got two more, two more cards, guys. And this last one, back, we're, we're done with the game, some of the game changer stuff that I wrote. Uh, like, like I said, I don't, I don't recall most of these notes until I read them. So, uh, so this one's back to this more using philosophical stuff here is that, um, this one uh, is a graph chart that I wrote that has right and wrong with a line in the middle. And in the middle of the line, there's a big old circle. Now, uh, I wish I could show you what it says, but the whole idea behind this is that a lot of people just believe, and it's just, a, you know, if you talk about something or anything's discussed or any situation in real life, there's always a right and a wrong. Realistically, that's not true. Uh, I mean, I talk about perceptions and experiences, and everyone has their own viewpoints and whatnot. And there really isn't exactly like a quote-unquote just right and just wrong in most cases. But there are some. Um, you know, if you guys want to come up with examples, then I go ahead. I don't care um, because that's not the point. The point here is that, despite any example you guys would throw at me, 
Um, that is only going to be one example out of a infinite amount of scenarios that exist. So when people say right or wrong and point out examples, yeah, that's that's a that's a finite example. But in the grand scheme of things, which every decision we make, everything we do, um, everything we look at or go, or even any, anything we view, you know, whether it's a clip on YouTube or a fight or something you see, like you know, it, we're, we're generally curious to figure out, like, oh, you know, this makes sense or this works or yeah, that guy deserved whatever, uh, or you know, this is terrible how someone is treated. Treat it as if it's right or wrong based off of a 15 second clip when the reality is life itself and, uh, and everything that's kind of gotten up to this point um, really just throws everything that's not absolutely in a gray area. And context is more or less what life is anyway. You're something experienced in the context. And that in so means like there is no 100% right, no 100% wrong. Uh, for, like I said, most, so many, so many most things. And now we see there's usually exceptions to the rule, um, but I just I didn't believe that we're, we're all living in this big gray blob of just right and wrong, and we're all just trying to navigate the true rights and the true wrongs, and, um, and I just don't want us to spend a lot of time focusing on that, uh, on being right or wrong, but, but just appreciate the aspect that, hey, like, there could be more to something that's not really worth even casting decisions or whatever, and any mental power on a right or wrong, especially if it's not relevant. Uh, because, I mean, things can change daily, so, uh, and generally hindsight is the one that is the true decider of what right or wrong is, so it's, it's hard to understand what right is or what wrong is in real time. Uh, and that kind of goes back to the point where I mentioned um, doubt, and saying like doubt is, you know, even though it says remove doubt in that Game Changers book, uh, if we're living in a big gray, gray world between right and wrong and very minimal absolutes uh, due to context, you know, doubt makes sense. Like, you always have to have some semblance of doubt on what you're doing. It's just, for me, maybe I'm just learning to pick the doubt and not pick it. I don't know. But I always find this graph to be very uh, calming and very grounded. So, so yeah. <laughs> um... Then this last one. This last one I'm going to put under, under my um, my parting words because it's really not relevant. I'm probably going to... I don't know where this is going to be decided yet. Gotta read it out loud. This is... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know how to go about saying this because it, it's going to completely ruin it if I, if I tell you guys the label because it doesn't make any sense. Like, I want to tell you that... I want to tell you the label and say the card that ruins the point of the label. But I'm going to say it anyway, because this is party words. And if it's your first time listening, parting words essentially means everything I talked about at this point, about the note cards and things that I wrote, we're done with that, guys. This is just me talking, okay? And it's a firm belief that I don't want to talk about myself really too much. Um, if I do, again, just correct me, guys. But I, I want to keep the content of the show, the main stuff up front, generally the more important stuff, or at least the things that I find to be more valuable up front, hopefully interesting. And then as the podcast goes on, like, especially the parting words, if you're still up, like, it's not going to be super, um, I can't say super engaging or super relevant to what I'm talking about, because the whole goal here is that you guys are sleeping, 
by this point, and I really, my voice is just, probably sounds like a Peanuts character at the end of the day, so. Um, but here, but here's, the, here's the note card. Um, it's labeled a joke. So if you're wondering what the hell I was implying, it's jokes. So it's the joke I wrote. It's not even sure if it's a joke, it's just a sentence. Um, it says, I need to be famous enough to be overanalyzed by YouTube therapists for free. Because I can't afford shit. It's like $200, uh, you know, a, a period or a session or an hour. You know, it's just, um, it's just something that only uh, normal, normal adjusted people can, can afford. Sorry, well adjusted people can afford. It's kind of bastardizing. But, uh, that was a joke, I think. I wrote it a year ago, so... I do like... I do like the aspect of that joke, though. I need to be famous enough to be overanalyzed by YouTube therapists for free. Not by YouTube experts. For free. I like that. I still like it a year later. So, who knows, maybe, uh... Maybe I'll create some stand-up material and forward on YouTube. Call it... I don't know. I was going to say sit up. That's not funny. I don't know. I like that joke, though. Do you? If you, listen, if you happen to listen to that last note card, add me on Twitter and just give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down. At me. Just at me on Twitter, at Drillish Podcast. Just at me and then thumbs up or thumbs down on that. Nothing more. No context needed. I'll understand. We, we're, both, we're all sympathetical if you happen to listen to that. Yeah, guys, I know we're a minute in, and I wasn't expecting, uh, I honestly had no idea I wrote these many notes and what was in them, like, I wrote them in real time, but, um, but finding value and kind of letting it simmer and stew as I'm talking out loud does bring a lot of this to light. Uh, maybe I'll do this more, actually, I know I'm going to do this more, I only went through, like, my, my initial notes that I quote-unquote deemed important. A lot of the other stuff is very fragmented in different types of subjects, whether it's like wild theories, just analysis, data, more jokes, a lot of these things. A lot of those things, I should say. Um, whereas this, like I said, whereas these notes were mainly, they were initially used for just self-reminders at some point in time. Um, but I do like, I do like some of us are talking about this. Uh, more of the self-notes, like the like the game changer stuff that I talked about a little bit more. I mean, it's fine, um, but I want to start moving away from. Not let's say not say start moving away, but I noticed a trend in more of the recent episodes where I've been talking more about other other content online, and you know it's fine to offer criticism and critiques. It's like under fair use, um, but it's kind of been a pet peeve of mine to um, read read word for word like topics verbatim without actually adding more insight behind it. Um, and I believe like this other episodes I try to do that, um, or at least try to have a blend and mix. I mean, the whole um, episode I created about two episodes ago, uh, you know, I literally just like created a cover remix version of the Baz Luhrmann, uh, you know, I wouldn't wear sunscreen song and just did it to... Um, a lot of comments read on Reddit and rewrote everything and kind of moved it around to create real flow. Um, and then kind of uh, outside of that, I just talked more about the 
the comments specifically and gain my insights. You know, I feel like that's there should be real effort and whatnot involved. I don't know, real brain thought put, I guess. Have additional value to what you're offering, to what I'm offering, I guess, at the end of the day. So um, I honestly don't know where I'm going at <laughs> this point. Uh, we're like an hour and seven minutes in. Uh, I just wanted to say again, uh, thank you guys for listening. I know I mentioned I was going to be doing like maybe three episodes a week. I'm probably going to be doing that, uh, especially reviewing these notes. You know, one of the things I really like doing is I like to create podcast episodes. Um, I like to have a certain day to record because I you know, this helps build a foundation, helps build a schedule to work around. For someone like me, I do need a framework, a baseline. I can't speak to you guys if you guys need it. I haven't done any research on that, but... Um, you, know, I, you know, I always love learning. I love to spend time studying. I love trying to practice what I've learned. Um, as long as it's not ridiculously hard, I don't get, like, shoveled or, like, you know, get lose morale trying to do things. But I also like the aspect of just hitting record and just talking. Like, if there's something that's relevant or things that I can talk about, like, from the heart that I can at least provide more value and at least talk to where, like, I'm not just being, like, super long-winded in trying to take up time like that. You know, kind of like the first episodes that I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have that mode back. I don't mind the stuttering and repeating of itself. It's, you know, it's just me being excited at times and it's whatever. Something that I'm always actively working on, but like there are going to be times where I want to record an episode and it might be like a Thursday afternoon or a Sunday morning or a Monday evening. And I want to set up a system in place to where while my main recording is on Wednesdays, I want to have more like ready material, ready content uh, for you guys as it makes sense for me. Um, not only that can help build backlog of episodes, it'll actually help me if I ever want to take like some time off to create content that's consistent with you guys, that's more timely and hopefully evergreen. That's kind of where I wanted to get at with my docket at this point. Uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I am going to be probably, I'm going to be releasing probably a couple more of these before I get all the feedback back, if there is any. Um, I totally get why there might not be as much feedback. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, this is a sleeping podcast where you listen to me, the guy. I mean, I like to talk about interesting things, I think it's worth knowing, but don't get me wrong. But, you know, I still talk for about an hour and ten minutes, and, um, you know, the stuff I talk about, while it could be shareable, the podcast itself, I just, um, it's not to the point where, uh, you know, people should be viral sharing everything I talk about, okay, like, this stuff's long-winded, it's almost like the anti-marketing type of podcast, uh, to an extent, uh, so, uh, so yeah, I, so yeah, well, I want to, I like to see this podcast keep growing, um, it's, it's not something that, you know, I'm super actively trying to go at full-time, no, it could be, um, but I just want to get you guys, like, like those expectations of, Hey, there's going to be two episodes, maybe three, and I do record, like I said, these things and follow the feedback. I hope I'll get the feedback at some point, but like, um, if I had the main point, I was trying to come back. Sorry, guys. Um, but the main point I wanted to get at was that, you know, a sleeping podcast, especially especially something like this where I talk about a variety of subjects, um, is not going to bring in a lot of people who are looking to have a podcast that wants me to talk about one thing. And I love talking about sleeping and everything related to sleeping. Heck, I mean, this podcast can go in completely, like, 
tunnel vision direction if I if I can do one thing. And yeah, it's yeah, this is this is parting words, so um, it's open range. I can say whatever I want, really. Um, at least that's the standard I set. Um, uh, but one of the things I've been trying to work on, test and write and document, is uh, astral projection. So that kind of came down through like the knowledge base of like studying um, sleep and testing lucid dreaming and whatnot and I touched upon lucid dreaming at one point but going down the rabbit hole of astral projection I've been trying to figure out like you know is it real is it not like am I skeptical and I've been coming from a, a scientific logical well, number standpoint when really there hasn't been anything that disproves it um, in the same vein so it's like it's one of those things where it's I believe it could be directly related to like sleep and how to enhance sleep and if it could be done right. Like there's so much research that has not been done with it. I mean, there's been a couple books, but it's been fairly limited, um, to be honest with you. And while there are YouTubers that talk about it, and a lot of it's like self-actualization, a lot of like, yeah, more self-actualization and, and self-improvement. I myself am always considering myself as like a work in progress, so I never feel comfortable talking about that stuff unless I unless it's something that I've done personally. That's why all the sleeping things I try, you know, outside of the lucid dreaming episode where I just talk about techniques, uh, where I'm pretty sure I said like, you know, I don't, I cannot lucid dream and I want to use, and here's some techniques that I would have used and I've tried, you know, uh, fashion projection stuff is like something that if people talk about, they're like, oh, you'll know if you can have like that AP stuff or out of body experience, you know, or whatever you can connect with other people. Like I can't speak to it from a, a place where I know it um, or experienced it. So uh, that's why I'm mentioning it here in minute, you know, minute 73 of a sleeping podcast versus something that would be more prominent, like on YouTube or something that would be worth promoting. Uh, due to the value of it. I haven't figured that out yet. So I do think if I'm able to get to that level and able to figure these things out, uh, I, I, I think it'll be completely game-changing, not just for sleeping, but enough for sleep quality, just for uh, a lot of people uh, who, are, who are having sleeping issues. And, and hopefully unlock like a way to just not just fall asleep, but have great quality sleep uh, all in one. So... Uh, that's kind of one of the things, one of the bigger things I've been trying to do more research and test. Um, not too much success. I've had minimal success, um, but uh, you know, it's, I don't know. It's one of these things where I just, I just don't like talking about things that I don't either experience or I just don't fully grasp until I experience it or see an experience. Um, so it's frustrating. <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, so yeah. Anyways, guys, I don't think I have anything else. Anything else more to say? Hopefully, you enjoyed uh, this. Uh, I, I do enjoy these types of podcasts where I get to talk, where I feel like it's more me. Um, I mean, most of the other episodes are generally me, especially the more recent ones. Uh, but I, I just like the flow of just not looking back and forth, like on a monitor, and then trying to get notes, and then re and then recollect everything that I saved, and try to remember the talking points. Uh, I mean, it's fine, um, but this podcast is done in real time, so, uh, so the effort to get to, like, remember everything word for word verbatim, uh, is just too much given the schedule. It, it can change, like I said, but it's, um, 
but I kind of like where I'm at, like the steadily improving and and building up the, the base of content quality, I guess. Um, that's kind of where I, I stand. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this, and I'm going to let you go. So until next time, take care. Andrew, easy.